0: Welcome to Demon does the six questions where the same six questions can tell a unique story i am your host amon father of two husband of one and leader of this here demodcast my next guest writes fiction essays and plays This retired Navy veteran is also married to a patient woman who occasionally tells dirty jokes. From the urban sprawl of Portland, Oregon, make some noise for Andre Lewis Carter. How are you today?
1: I'm doing good. I'm doing good.
0: Thank you for taking time out to talk to a perfect stranger.
1: Well, I I appreciate the opportunity.
0: Where would you like to be found on the internet?
1: Okay, on the internet, I uh, actually have a website. It's Andre Lewis Carter, and it's all one word, lowercase, at, oh, I'm sorry, (laughs) AndreLewisCarter.com. Yeah. And uh, actually, if you uh, are interested in reading a novel, my debut novel, uh, you can find that at Amazon or Barnes & Noble, etc. The title is Between the Devil and the Deep Blue Sea.
0: The Devil and Between the Devil and the Deep Blue Sea. How long did it take you to write that?
1: I started about 2016 and I uh, got the book tra- book, uh, contract in 2019. And because of the pandemic, it took a couple of years for it to, for them to get to it.
0: Oh, wow. Was this an actual, is this based off actual events and uh, fictions around it? Or is this all imagined whole cloth?
1: No, there's a, there are some real events. Uh, the climax taste, Place aboard the USS Kitty Hawk. Mm-hmm. This was in 1972, October 1972. I uh, was the only docu- known documented uh, race ride on board a U.S. Navy ship, so that's where the kind of the uh, climax takes place.
0: Where did the idea for this come from?
1: Uh, the idea. Uh, Why I always start with the character in the situation, and this character was trying to escape, and he just happened to think he could escape into the Navy. So that's how he got in the Navy. And uh, uh, then the story takes you to how he got on board the uh, uh, USS Kitty Hawk along with the antagonist. I
0: have a question for you, Andre. Mm -hmm. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's
1: go. Let's do it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Question number one. When did you know you wanted to be a writer?
1: I think I consciously knew about 2000, uh, but I've been writing forever. I mean, my mom is to be believed. uh, Back in the days when I was... Back when little boys, you know, draw stick men and they're usually shooting at each other, she said I would show. I would just show her the picture. I'd be saying, "Hey, this guy names Tom. He's the one in charge. Uh, that's his brother, his brother Robert, but you know, he's a really terrible person." And so, and I would. I had. I would have a backstory for all these little stick men. Pre- pretty much ever since I could actually put an idea together, I've been making up stories.
0: Did you ever try your hand at? comic books or anything like that?
1: I did not, even though I was a comic book fan. I don't draw very well,
0: so I, yeah. No, I haven't. Question number two. What do you wish you had known when you had first started out?
1: That I needed to learn about marketing. Books, of course, are about the writing and the sharing. But uh, if you actually want to share it, then you actually need to market it. I mean, uh, the days of publishing houses, uh, uh, doing tours and all that stuff, you know, unless you're uh, Colson Whitehead or Stephen King, that's not going to happen. They do some things for you, but uh, getting the word out there is really up to the author. I kind of wish that I had actually (laughs) studied that (laughs) before I uh, actually had something to sell.
0: When was the moment that light bulb hit?
1: When I actually got the book contract and I was talking to some uh, writer friends who had been published and, you know, I was like, uh, you know, who, that, who markets this thing? How does how does that happen? I said, you do. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, well, I guess I better figure out how to do that.
0: How do you feel about it now?
1: Still uncomfortable with it because you're basically, you know, bragging about yourself you know and you know when you're growing up they say that's not <laughs> that's not a good thing to do but uh yeah you you just have to get over that hump yeah talk about it and get on uh you know talk to people who are interested about it but also uh you know get that word out there uh like my website
0: question number three what's your go-to order at your favorite hometown restaurant?
1: That is a seared ahi salad, which I get at uh, BJ's, which is a, a restaurant that's not far from me.
0: How did you discover this delicacy?
1: That was me going, you know, going to the restaurant and checking out the menu. And one day it appeared and had it. It was like, been kind of addicted to it ever since.
0: Are you originally from Portland or did you decide to come back there? Or like with with your many travels, I'm assuming. i have just wondered how, how you chose that area.
1: Yeah, no, I'm not from Portland, although I did go to school. My wife and I went to school here, so it's kind of a return. I actually when I retired from the Navy, I was living in San Diego and I was working there and then I got transferred because of the job. Yeah, and it turned out to be you know, the cost of living is so high in California. I mean, even though I love San Diego, but, uh, yeah, it's much more reasonable in Portland. So uh, we, we're able to live a little better here.
0: Question number four. What are you curious about?
1: Curious about a lot of things, but probably most people and maybe that's because i write fiction how people get themselves into the situations they get into how they get themselves out but yeah i mean even when i was uh working downtown and i'd ride the uh, uh public transportation i'd you just listen to i'd listen to conversations and, yeah so i i mean that that's how i get the uh voices of the characters uh, it's just a amount Amal- amalgamation of things that i've heard over the years and of course uh in the navy you meet so many characters i mean so yeah
0: do you like to people watch
1: yeah i i do i mean not so much during the pandemic obviously but uh yeah 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 i, I am a people watcher and uh and i actually like, like talking to folks as well
0: have you had a conversation with someone and then left that conversation with like a spark for a poem or an essay or, you know, some kind of writing? Is that, Has that ever happened?
1: Yeah, actually that has happened. Back in the early days, just, you know, you're pretty much looking for a spark. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it, it, that did lead to some poems. I remember I wrote a poem about these uh, ladies I used to see at a bus stop every day in Houston. They were domestics and, That led to a poem, just seeing them every day as Mm -hmm. I drove to work.
0: You can find inspiration anywhere as an artist.
1: Well, if you're looking, if you're paying attention, especially, I mean, and being a creative, I mean, you're going to, yeah, you're going to notice.
0: Question number five. What should I ask you that I didn't know enough to ask?
1: If you knew more about the book, you might have asked me, hey, why did you set this in the early 1970s? Because that's actually kind of historical fiction now. And the answer is, as I started writing a book in 2016, I noticed a lot of parallels between that time and the time I was writing the book. So we had an unpopular president both times. Uh, uh, The Black Power Movement was going on and Black Lives Matter. Uh, the feminist movement was going on, the B2 movement. So I just noticed a lot of parallels. Uh, that uh and yeah, so uh it it would just, you know, it, it's really kind of um, sad that we're still having so many of the same issues um uh, today that we had in the 70s. Yeah, you know, there's been uh some periods where, you know really thought that there had been progress, you know, having a black president, and that kind of thing. But then afterwards, we found that now things really haven't changed that much.
0: Question number six. If you could create a new holiday, what would it commemorate?
1: Well, this is actually the 50th anniversary of the ride aboard USS Kitty Hawk. And I think that would be worth a a holiday simply because that's something that needs to be remembered so it doesn't happen again. So the, all the circumstances that led up to that, this, we have the setting for it today.
0: How difficult was it to find the information on that time period and on, and on things that went down, like in the, some of the things that you used in your fiction? How did you keep that historically accurate?
1: Uh, just research. The Kitty looks pretty easy. I mean, that's all over the internet. I mean, it's pretty hard to, it's not pretty easy to research that. Uh, Some of the other things, I uh, cover some of the uh, uh, history of racism in the military. Finding those documents was a little challenging, but uh, I used to, I wrote probably half the book in the library. So it it was just doing research and then making it fit the story, the time period of the story.
0: Was there any history or trivia that you discovered but couldn't fit into the book?
1: That I couldn't? Mm-hmm. No, I think most of what I cut out was just bad writing. <laughs> you know? uh, and and this, the story informed the research as much as the opposite. So I think everything I wanted to get in there is there. And I got just cut out the stuff that uh, would have been nice, but it didn't serve the story.
0: What's the most interesting thing you learned during your research?
1: Segregation had actually been in the military, had actually been outlawed in the end of World War II by the president of the executive order. And of course, it was left up to the commanding officers, how far that went. And of course, most commanding officers did not take the letter of law seriously. So it really wasn't until Kennedy and his executive order that it actually started being enforced in the Navy.
0: Can't believe we're done already. Thank you for your time. I appreciate oh, you. you. Yeah, this was fun. Thank you for tuning in once again to Demand Does. And if you could take just a quick second to dip on in to where you downloaded this podcast app, where you get that sweet, sweet podcast action, and make sure you leave five stars, leave a review so more people can join the conversation. So until next time, see you, hear it. Speak it. Live.